I don't have any bells this morning, but we'll begin now and we'll end in an hour. So just invite you to notice where attention is. And just bring the, the breath in and out. And notice that something's noticing that. Noticing that whether the breath's coming in or out, or whether it's the pause, something's noticing that. Just allowing attention to land on the fact that all of this is unfolding. in this open alert awareness that's here in the background. When attention goes out to objects, it often almost instantly obscures the fact that there's this background awareness. But when attention is brought, it's right there. by just relaxing and calling attention to this background. Awareness can land on that. And there's a sense of kind of relaxation and expansion. Such that it it can come to rest, even though those three, th three things sound paradoxical, and they are. There's just, there's a resting back that's available.
we can notice that. All of the input that comes, whether we hear it or see it or feel it, taste it, smell it. All of it feeds into this kind of central background knowingness, which we're not doing. We don't turn it on. And we don't turn it up. And we can't turn it off. Perhaps we try right now just to turn awareness off just for a moment, just to test it out. We find awareness is just what is, it's just running. And noticing the background, of course, doesn't change the fact that all manner of impressions and perceptions and thoughts and feelings play through. This big, wide open, kind of sky-like container allows life to play through. It doesn't change any of the content. It simply allows us to put a little bit more attention on the context in which it arises. And we can notice as Invariably, a thought will come up that will capture attention. It's this natural flow of attention to go out, kind of get absorbed in the content. But as soon as it's remembered, as soon as turning around, checking to see if the context is there, if we are that by which the object is known, it's instantly confirmed. So if we notice thoughts, we just turn back, ask what sees them. How do we know that? 
what knows that? We allow the mind to sink back into the heart, as Ramana Maharshi would say.
also quote by Ramana, um, excuse me, not Ramana, quote by Dr. David Hawkins. A useful decision or choice is to decide to stop mentally talking about everything and refrain from interjecting comments, opinions, preferences, and value statements. It is therefore a discipline to just watch without evaluating, investing worth in, or editorializing, commenting, and having preferences about what is witnessed. So there comes a point where we allow mind to just do its thing. Just pull way back, watch that that's happening. Watch the secondary judgments, tertiary judgments, and just keep maintaining that open, curious, non-evaluative witnessing. one breath at a time. Put just a little more attention on the context in which everything arises, on the content. Reminding ourselves what it is we really want to pay attention to. And what do we want to put our faith in? What do we want to experience? And if we want to experience peace, it eventually dawns that it's a very good idea to keep our attention on peace. And the only unfailing, sustainable, effortless peace is the peace in which all the things that look like not peace arise.
read that quote again by Dr. Hawkins. A useful decision or choice is to decide to stop mentally talking about everything and refrain from interjecting comments, opinions, preferences, and value statements. It is therefore a discipline to just watch without evaluating, investing worth in, editorializing, commenting, or having preferences about what is witnessed. Another Dr. Hawkins quote, devotion to God replaces the ego's devotion to its own self-interest. Thus, devotion is not the same as piety, nor is it mood, but instead it is a way of life and a way of being with oneself, God, and the world.
another Dr. Hawkins quote. The inner path is a way of continuously being with oneself and life in the world. Spiritual devotion is a continuous inner lifestyle that incorporates constant watchful awareness. External occurrences are transitory, whereas inner qualities of consciousness are more permanent.
the inner path is a way of continuously being with oneself and life in the world. Spiritual devotion is a continuous inner lifestyle that incorporates constant watchful awareness. External occurrences are transitory, whereas inner qualities of consciousness are more permanent.
So I'll read all three quotes again. A useful decision or choice is to decide to stop mentally talking about everything and refrain from interjecting comments, opinions, preferences, and value statements. It is therefore a discipline to just watch without evaluating, investing worth in, or editorializing, commenting, and having preferences about what is witnessed. Devotion to God replaces the ego's devotion to its own self-interest. Thus, devotion is not the same as piety, nor is it a mood, but instead it is a way of life and a way of being with oneself, God, and the world. The inner path is a way of continuously being with oneself and life in the world. Spiritual devotion is a continuous inner lifestyle that incorporates constant watchful awareness. External occurrences are transitory, whereas inner qualities of consciousness are more permanent. And we can notice that constant watchful awareness. There comes a point which it's not what we do. It's what we are. We are constant. We do not have an experience of ourselves coming and going. 
even in sleep. We don't have a void of experience. We have a void of content in that experience. The constancy remains. It's what wakes up to the alarm clock. When an alarm clock's not set, it's what doesn't wake up. It's always watchful. It's always aware. And at some point, the it becomes the us, becomes the me, becomes the movement of consciousness that knows that it knows itself as constant, watchful, and aware. concludes the hour.